0: The trickle of baseball news continues to come in day by day. Yesterday, the Braves awarding a contract extension to their new left hander, Chris Sale. And a week from tomorrow or a week from Sunday is the annual baseball writers dinner at the MAC. And Derek Gould, who covers the Cardinals for the St. Louis Post Dispatch and STLToday.com, joins Brooke and Randy on the opening drive on 101 ESPN. Derek, it's always good to have you with us. Thanks for the time. How are you doing? You bet. Good, guys. Happy New Year. Thanks happy for having me. We're glad to, and we had a meeting the other day, and it'll be a, a fun baseball writers' dinner as we celebrate, uh, certainly not least, the the 2004 uh, National League champions. And, and I was telling people the other day, it's amazing to me that that team, which is the best Cardinal team I've ever seen, was 20 years ago.
1: Huh. Yeah, uh, that was the first team I covered. So oh. here we go, 20 years, I guess. Uh, um, yeah, it was uh, it was quite a ride, that group. I mean, you think back to that summer um, you know, it was the summer that Yadier Molina debuted. It was the August that they added Larry Walker, who uh, is now a Hall of Famer, um, has his plaque up there in Cooperstown and everything. Um, it was, what they, gosh, the best year of Scott Rowland's career. Now he's a Hall of Famer with a plaque up there in Cooperstown. I mean, you know, that group, when you think about just, just its Cooperstown accolades in a few years, if... Well, it's not if; it's when. Elber Pujols is there, Molina's there, Tony's already there. I mean, you just start adding them up, and what a remarkable team this! I think that that two-year span, Randy, the 04 5 just that group, that team—it's it, got to stand up there with um, the '40s team, and maybe even above it as one of the best as the best team in Cardinals history.
0: Yeah, half half of your starting eight in the Hall of Fame with, yeah. right? And then you could have made made an argument, a real solid argument, I thought, for Jim Edmonds, too. And, and the other guys, yeah. I mean, you, you didn't have chopped liver with, uh, whether it was Edgar Renteria at short, uh, who, was, who was a great player. You had Reggie <laughs> Sanders in left, who had his probably best years with the Cardinals. And then the pitching staff was amazing. And we'll get an, an opportunity to hear from people like Jason Marquis and Steve Klein and, and Ray King, how can people get tickets for the Writers' Dinner?
1: They go to STL stlbbwaa.com. Uh, or, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Sorry, sorry, sorry. St. Louis spelled out. S T. Louis, B-B-W-A-A, sorry. Um, dot .com, and, uh, or you can Google uh, St. Louis Baseball Writers' Chapter, or go to, uh, if your preference is to go to the the site formerly known as twitter um it's at st louis <laughs> st louis bbwaa and all the information is there it's it's at the mac um there are tickets available there are a few tickets available for the vip event which is a q and a session with uh the cardinals young rising stars and jordan walker and win obviously two close friends um they're going to have a conversation um, part of the, the VIP ticket there, um, but only a few seats are remaining for that. Then, of course, there's the dinner, which, uh, as you said, will we'll celebrate the O4 team, um, but culminate with, with the honors and um, celebration of Adam Wainwright's career, and then the, the presentation of our highest honor to, uh, to Tony La Russa, uh, a Hall of Famer who we already mentioned.
0: Wow. I mean, that is something that you have to go to because that is just a treat to see everybody in the room together. But, Derek, I wanted to ask you about the big news that everybody was talking about yesterday. And we were discussing it, too, is Tommy Edmond recovering from an offseason wrist surgery. What is your concern level about that and his recovery going into the season?
1: Uh, it's an interesting thing. Yeah. I mean, he had talked about toward the end of the season, you know, that, that kind of rigidity, I guess, is a way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of limits in his wrist. Um, the idea is to free it up somewhat similar to what Dylan Carlson had with his ankle in the sense that it was uh, surgery to then improve um, you know range of motion I know that uh, John Denton with MLb.com reported yesterday the details of uh, of Edmunds surgery um, it's it's one that had been asked about in fact a few different surgeries have been asked about and um, you know as a group we had been told nothing had been done so that's of that's the bigger concern from my from my perspective is if you ask directly about something and they they say it didn't happen and then it did happen that's that's a larger concern um just from a reporter's perspective um mm-hmm. uh, but uh but as far as like his recovery and what it means i think you know always with the wrist you're always concerned right any anything like when you talk about a hitter the wrist and feet right so you know that the base and the the wrist those are the areas where you kind of go okay well what's what when does the grip strength come back when does the strength of the base come back these are the two elements um but you know there's a track record of recovery there's a timetable of recovery with these two things both in dylan's case and in tommy edmund's case that they can rely on that puts them um, you know at least like on track to be ready for games in the spring um you know if they ease into it then that's that's Kind of what springs for as long you know they'll come in physically fit and strong and with no limitations, and then they'll kind of ramp things up. So I don't I don't think the level of concern for his readiness is there for the team. Um, and and you know if anything there's there's the hope that like okay well how that was limiting him and then again like with Dylan how it was limiting him very much limiting him how that could help them um, you know perform better offensively.
0: Derek Gould with us. He covers the Cardinals for stltoday.com and the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. And Derek, as you know, throughout the course of this offseason, the Cardinals have been connected to trade talks for Dylan Cease, the latest Mm -hmm. reporting of that from Ken Rosenthal from The Athletic this morning. What are you hearing? The Cardinals already have three starting pitchers in regards to their interest in another starting pitcher, whether it's Cease or somebody else.
1: Yeah, not much has changed. Um, You know, I I read the the report. I know what what was said there, that the, the Cardinals are possibly one in the mix. I mean, the Cardinals have been. Yeah, have been interested in sticking in those conversations. Um, they made that clear. Uh, you know, when we're talking with Moseleyak and the others around him, and kind of know folks in the know of what the Cardinals are trying to do. They, 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 the phrase was that they don't didn't expect to be in the free agent starting market, but they wanted to at least be aware or be ready to engage if there's a trade to be had for somebody who would perceptively change or substantively change is probably a better way, the rotation. So Dylan Cease would qualify as that. You know, Tyler Glass now was one um, that fit that description. Um, you know, haven't really, and the, I mean, this is a failing on my end, um, but it's not for lack of trying, really connected them to Shane Bieber, who is also out there as available. Um, there have been a few other things like, you know, could, what could they do to to what other starters are out there that maybe aren't being talked about as much. Um, but season continues to come up, um, especially because the White Sox are trying to figure out how best to um, get the biggest return from him. And the timing of that, uh, general sense was it would be after Yamamoto. Um, if, say, the Yankees didn't get Yamamoto, which they did not, then does that make them more urgent to make a deal? Um, if the Dodgers did not get Yamamoto, then certainly that makes, does that make them more urgent to get a deal and they have the better um, farm system to deal from. You saw what the, the Red Sox were able to get from Atlanta, and for Chris Sale, and certainly the White Sox want to do better than that mm-hmm. uh, for for Cease. And so it's a matter of getting the demand higher than the supply. Now, does that take Snell signing next? That's kind of what the that's where the White Sox are right now, and the Cardinals want. You know, the Cardinals are they? I don't know. I don't know how aggressive they are. Um, but I know that they've been drawn in because they have some of the young pieces that teams want. Um, you know, Left-handed bats are in demand. Uh, versatile players are in demand. High on base percentage or you know, metric darlings are in demand. Um, the Cardinals are not eager or looking or interested in training large new bar, but they have some depth there at second base. Um, they have some depth elsewhere in the outfield that they'll talk, and that's going to draw them into these conversations too.
0: What about with relievers that are available right now in free agency? As you kind of mentioned there, it's very a very fluid situation of what the Cardinals could be looking at. Do you think that mm-hmm. there's any relievers that are out there in free agency that would be a good fit for the Cardinals?
1: Yeah, I wrote about that today. There, um, in today's post dispatch, there. I mean, there, there's still a handful out there. Um, you know, one is. Um, um, recognizable name, Jordan Hicks is still a free agent, and he's at 27. He's remarkably young compared to some of these other starter, or I'm sorry, relievers who are available um, is is a reunion something that he wants. They, the Cardinals say they've been open to that. Um, you know, they want to add some strikeout rates to their group, and you know there are guys who do that too. I mean, there there are three members of the Houston Astros bullpen that are free agents. Um, this bullpen that has been a big part of October for over the last few years. Um, their rules have kind of varied with their performances, but overall they all have October per- experience. They all have October success. And that group is Brian Stanek, Phil Matten, and um, Hector Neris. And they're all free agents still. Now they speak also to the volatility of relievers. Are, are are the past few years that they've had, which have been good for the Astros, are those trends or are those the best years they've had? And now they're going into a volatile area. Um, the Cardinals have been bit by that before, um, by committing to relievers and get, and saying, okay, well, this is the right trend and then having it all kind of come apart just because of the nature of the rule. Um, you know, there's a guy like Ron Brazier who the Cardinals have you know, had interest in. He had a great second half with the Dodgers, um, started throwing a cutter, which he did not throw with the Red Sox when he had his, and he just completely flipped his ERA. I mean, he went from having a 7 ERA in, in, in Boston to an 0.7 0.7 ERA with the Dodgers, a remarkable turnaround, but um, you know he's not too far removed, too from being a part, a big part of a playoff bullpen. So, is that the trend line? Um, that's certainly the kind of deal that the Cardinals will be looking for, sort of that mid-range, um, especially because they've had two of the guys that they were interested, the the pitchers coming over from Asia, sign with the Padres here recently. So, still options out there, um, still options to improve that strikeout rate that the Cardinals want, still options to kind of bring some seasoning in to that it's all about the price point um and in some cases like in brazier it's about the competition too they're they're not the only team interested
0: hey derek one last thing from me in regards to the cardinals and I, i've been all over the pitching and all over the defense but I, I tend to overlook the fact that they were 19th in major league baseball and 10th in the national league and run score granted there were a lot of injuries and you had some drop-offs uh from from various players but I want to know what you feel about the trajectory. You pay attention to trajectories. What do you feel about the trajectory of this offense? Should they be substantially better than nineteenth in Major League Baseball in runs scored?
1: Yeah, I think I got, I mean, push back if you disagree with this. I think I think they are. Um, you know, when August first hit, they had a top seven offense in the league. And then they weren't the same team for two months. Um, Big part of that was Brendan Donovan was not there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, his injury, pretty substantial hit to them. Um, You know, Paul Goldschmidt talked about how he just didn't feel like himself there towards the end, was really searching for his swing, obviously. He's a pillar of that um, of the lineup. Nolan Arenado spent most of the year really struggling, and so without the support around him, that probably was more magnified. But you know, the team that they are, the team that they want to be, the team that they have coming back is that team that they were before August first. And they spent two thirds plus of last season as a top ten, maybe even sometimes top six lineup. Um, and they, they have, Randy, they have the ingredients of what a successful current lineup needs. I cannot stress enough the need for left-handed presence in today's game. It's just, you can go, I mean, one of the things I looked at last year, Andy, that was so fascinating to me was when you go from the regular season to the playoffs, um, you know, the, the, the type of relievers that teams throw at you in October just absolutely neutralize your right-handed bats. Like the average OPS during a season compared to the average OPS for right-handed bats in, in, um, in October, it, it drops significantly. But left-handed bats stay the same, and that mm. stands out. And you can go anecdotal, too. Look who's changing games. It's Ryan, or I'm sorry, it's Ryan. It's Corey Seeger. It's Bryce Harper. It's Kyle Schwarber with his 190 batting average, but he's a fearsome presence in the postseason. Left handed bats, just over and over again, you see that value. And the Cardinals have that sprinkled into their lineup. It's not going to be like the Thunder of Schwarber, um, it's more going to be the OBP of Donovan and the OPS of um, Newbar and the slug of Gorman, but they got it. And that's going to be so valuable to them if they can keep those three guys healthy and in the lineup and consistently performing.
0: Derek Gold, always great to get your terrific information both at stltoday.com and in the Post-Dispatch. And looking forward to the Baseball Writers' Dinner again, yeah. January 14th, and all people need to do is Google St. Louis BBWAA.
1: Yeah, thank you, Randy, for uh, being a part of it, for helping us organize it. And it's all for a good cause. We use it to uh, fund scholarships um, for young students interested in journalism. And, of course, uh, it helps us pay for the uh, Rick Hummel internship, which has been just such a signature and really a unique thing. It's unlike anything any baseball writer chapter does in the country. And uh, that's all made possible by the dinner.
0: It's really important. Thank you, sir. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you bet, guys. Have a great weekend. See you. Thank Take care. You. Derek Gould, our friend from the Post Dispatch and STLtoday.com.